Welcome to the Celebration Community Church Podcast, where we exist to meet God, grow in Him, and serve through Him. Welcome to the C3 Podcast. My name is Nathan Perdue. I am so grateful that you are joining me for this episode. Uh, Last week, we interviewed Annika Carter, who's the Assistant Director of Encounter. And one of the overarching narratives that I found in her story was just this idea of surrendering to God. And I think that the Christian discipline of surrender is something that is really important and maybe a bit understated sometimes. So surrendering to God what is already his is the mark of a disciplined Christian life. And I just want to take an example from the scriptures that we might be able to follow as well when we think about what surrender may look like in our lives. So I'm actually going to read one of the things that happens during Holy Week. It's not the one that happens on Tuesday. Um, I'm reading from Matthew's gospel, and Matthew isn't putting these things chronologically necessarily, but he's putting things together as a theologian would to contrast the activity of a couple of different people. I'm going to start in Matthew 26, and this is going to be verse 6 through verse 16. So it's a little bit longer chunk of scripture, so I hope that you'll bear with me as I read this. Starting in verse 6, I'm reading from the NRSV here. Now, while Jesus was at Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very costly ointment, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when the disciples saw it, they were angry and said, Why this waste? For this ointment could have been sold for a large sum, and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? She has performed a good service for me. For you always will have the poor with you, but you will not always have me with By pouring this ointment on my body, she has prepared me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this good news is proclaimed in the world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her. Then one of the twelve, who is called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I betray him to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment, he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. So Jesus is in Bethany. It's a little ways outside of Jerusalem, and this is in the final week of Jesus' life. And he's sitting at this house of Simon, um, and and here's what happens. This woman comes in, probably unannounced, and, and she takes a costly perfume and pours it on Jesus' head. And look at the reaction of the disciples. The disciples are angry about this, but... I want to kind of look into this just a little bit more. This woman likely had heard the teaching of Jesus and had heard him prophesying of his eventual death, saying that the Son of Man was going to be betrayed, that he was going to be crucified, and that was how the kingdom of God entered the world. And this woman going out and buying perfume, uh, Jesus knows what she's doing. He says it here in verse uh, verse 12 he said 
by pouring this ointment on my body, she has prepared me for burial. So this act of this woman is an affirmation of the teaching of Jesus. She says, I've heard you teach that you are going to be buried, that you are going to be killed. And I am agreeing in that and preparing you for, for burial. This woman probably bought this uh, ointment or went out and, and received it f- uh, from her home or something like that, uh, likely at great cost to herself. The disciples are angry because uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the ointment is expensive. They don't think that Jesus is going to die. They continually, when Jesus talks about being betrayed, uh, Peter specifically says that he would die before Jesus will will be handed over and betrayed. And this is where Jesus says, like, away from me, Satan, that kind of thing. <laughs> but the disciples argue with Jesus about him prophesying his own death. This woman does not. And they're angry about this woman preparing him for burial. And I wonder what this teaches us about surrender. Perhaps surrender doesn't always look like something that we wanted. For Jewish people, the Messiah would have been one that comes in power, that would have overthrown the governments of the day. But Jesus prophesies something entirely different. He says that through his death, the kingdom of heaven comes. And this woman surrenders at great cost to herself to the teaching of Jesus. So this story isn't about us. It's about the narrative of the scriptures going through uh, and to the cross. But maybe we can take from it and realize that the kingdom of God often comes at great cost to ourselves. And Jesus echoes this in saying that we, uh, if we are to follow him, should pick up our cross and follow him daily. So as we kind of trace the the narrative of Holy Week, though this isn't necessarily chronological, maybe we can reflect on the work of Jesus and how it might mean that we are to surrender ourselves, not for beneficial circumstances now today, but as the author of Romans, Paul says that we are to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. And he also mentions in Romans 8 that the sufferings of this life are nothing compared to the glories that are to be revealed when we come to know Jesus in spirit and in truth, now in part, but someday, may it be soon in full. Church, I hope that you have a blessed Holy Week. I can't wait to reflect on the work of Christ on Good Friday and then uh, his resurrection and victory over the grave and, and thus inviting us into resurrection life on Easter Sunday. I hope you have a wonderful week. Grace and peace.